The four-year-old on the floor. Excellent. You wrote a lot. Okay, fantastic. So, boy on the floor, are you nearly finished? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and this is why I wanted the time and not to do games with each other, is you're going to share your story with the rest of the room. Yes, you are. You're going to perform it as if you were performing a radio spot. If there's more than one character, which is like really in step two, that's okay. You can use accents. The other thing about storytelling, and you can see I'm a little animated, is like, I was dead here and I told you this story, and it's like, no. Voiced, remember what radio is. You know what your pre presenters are like. I don't think you have an introvert among you. You know, it's, it's, it's out in your face. It's 95,000 people on, on, on your phone. So I'm going, to, I'm going to do this. Would you like to start, sir? Yep. Okay, so I want you to stand up on mic, and I want you to perform this for us. Um, we, we'll, we'll then take the break, and then we'll do the rest, because actually we will, I will give you literary feedback and storytelling feedback in the room so we can actually have, you know, because you're all far too quiet for my liking. Please tell us the name that you've decided you are, show us your object, and then read. Okay, so... So, hello? Hello. Okay. Um, so, this object... Um, Opera glasses. What did you call them? Finder. Finder. Yeah. And what's the name on your paper? Uh, well, Finder. What's your name? Well, my name. Uh, well, I didn't give myself a name. I'm Nick. What, what was your name when you were four? Uh, Nikki. Nikki, yes. Okay, this is Nikki's finder. Go for it, Nikki. Okay, so, I mean, I wrote a really short one. So, um, <laughs> I want to tell you about my friend. Um, he's cool. He's nice. He's very smart. Found him seated in my father's bedroom. Instantly, we became friends. I like Finder because he makes me see things that are far appear near to me. He brings clarity, simply my best buddy. Everyone needs to have a Finder. He's awesome. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> please, please pose with your Finder. Oh, wait. That is so Isn't that sweet? Did it touch you? Why? The name? Nikki, you may sit. Do you see how he personified? Yeah? That's an inanimate object. It has no... It's, a, it's, a, it's an opera glass, but he made friends. With a finder, he made friends with an inanimate object. What were the, what the uh, used adjectives to, to describe finder? What is he? Um, so I think he's, he's, he's nice, he's very smart. Um, what else did they say here? Uh, yeah, Do so you he remember what clarity. he said? You see, <laughs> they actually remember what you said. And what, what I love about it, there's not really a beginning, middle, and end to that. That's just a moment. So you can actually break the rules once the rules are there. But we all, can you, can you now see how this, give it to me, Granny's opera glasses. Can you see how this piece of nonsense has now, if I dropped him, wouldn't you, 
be like a little bit worried because he has a personality now that he's connected with his, with his soul. I wouldn't go that far, but there's a sense in which your best friend has been actually, an inanimate object has been made animate, which is what children do. We believe that the tooth fairy left the five rand under the cushion until the mother said there's no Santa Claus, that kind of thing. So it's actually you've gone into that child mind, it's beautiful, Nikki. I, I almost don't want to take it back from you. Gorgeous. Wena. Up you get. Tell us your, show us your object, tell us your name, and tell us your story. Ish. Who come? You are. You all are storytellers. Leave that shit. It's. It's Tata Mandela. It's Tata Mandela. But I don't know what you called him. What did you call him? I called him Superman. See? Already. Yeah? Go for it. And your name? So I'm Ona, but um, I use the name Barato, which is my second name. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet. So I'm Barata, and this is my Superman. I'm six years old, and I'm a big girl in grade one. Superman loves me, and I love him too. He's the closest being I've ever had to a father. He filled the void of a father when other kids wrote Father's Day cards to their actual dads. I wrote it to my Superman. A very strict man who taught me to never forget where I came from. We loved eating sweet potatoes together and sugar cane. And everyone at the village called me Wanawantate, which means um, basically daddy's little girls. So a lot of little girls are daddy's little girls. And I am Superman's princess. Comments? Did it touch your heart? Why? Because you tell me why? Give me this. Yeah? You put yourself in her shoes. You either were daddy's little girl or you wanted to be daddy's little girl. Correct. Or boy. Or, or, so, in other words, you identified with the character, right? And, and, and is it, did you make this up like no, summer? It's, it's a true story. Okay, um, we, we, I've got like half of it on because I'm so bad. Are you, are, the, are you guys recording this? Oh, you, have you, are you doing it? Oh, thank God for that. Can I switch this crap off? It's how beautiful a Mandela Day story is that. So actually, so that's why I'm, I'm not going to go through slides and stuff. It's a universal story that, that she's personalized. So that's what's called a metaphor, kind of. So, you know, you, you, he isn't really Superman and he isn't really this, but he is for you, he's real for you. And we all identify with it. Is there anyone in the room who does not know who Nelson Mandela is? Okay. So regardless of our politics, regardless of our feelings, I, I believe that Nelson Mandela gave me the right to be a South African. I will defend him for the rest of my life. So actually, I'm your sister because you have actually brought me into that universal world with a beautiful... So, did you choose that? You chose him. So when you saw him on the table, was he like your boy, your man, yeah. your superman? <laughs> Were you happy to find him? Yeah. And are we happy to have found her finding it? It's, it's the most beautiful story. And how old did you say you were? Six years old. You see. Can you hear how that's come out of the child mind? And, and if I'd said, you, oh no, you're 35 and like just write a story about Nelson Mandela, that's nothing. But feel it in your heart and feel that, me it's a metaphor and it's beautiful.
hum along. And that's better, it's the Wheel of Fortune. So you're recording this, I don't have to worry. Okay. Beautiful story. Can't you? Brooch? Present. Present. Oh, Granny's brooch. Okay. Very mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> what I called my story was Priscilla and her first love. Priscilla's very Please will you use please put the mic on your head. Okay. Um, okay. Say, say again. What I called my story was Priscilla and her first love. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, and seven-year-old Priscilla is in love with hers. Made from golden jewels in the shape of a feather, Priscilla's first love was all she needed. Days spent playing with other little boys and girls changed to accessorizing, styling, and dressing up. And no matter how doubtful she was of an outfit, Bella would make it all better. Bella being the brooch. Bella. Bella, yeah. <laughs> and that's why she was her first love. The way she made her look, the way she made her feel. Didn't yours? Years grew and with them so did Priscilla, but Bella and her love for her was never changed. Now as an older woman, she's had other lovers, jewels and stones from worlds away, but Bella would, but Bella would always remain in her clothes, on her mind and in her heart. <laughs> Okay, so here stands before you a male person who has personified himself as a female. Do you buy it? You do. Okay, apart from the fact he's very camp. Okay. And, and he's looking for modeling jobs and I'm his agent. But, okay, it's, but if you actually look, it's, it's broken. It's got some jewels missing. It's actually an earring, in fact. But, and, and so Priscilla was the character and Bella was the brooch. So, can, so the moment that you name something, it, it, it actually creates value. That's what I'm saying. It's not about sell my stuff for 99 cents. It's actually about getting a heart. I didn't even tell you about the heart, but it's all about the heart. And it's a beautiful, and this is going to be Bella forever. And that's why the difference is, and I'm not going to give you the punchline of why I'm doing this, but it does have this silly little 50 cent piece of crap that my grandmother wore in the 50s has now got value, hasn't it? Because there's a story attached to this inanimate object. I don't even, can't have it. Okay, we're going to do this for another 10 minutes and then you're going to take a little break. But are you enjoying this, guys? You want to share your stories. Because sometimes, again, when, when I've got more time, you get into groups and you read to each other and then the best one wins. I, I, I want to hear from every single person in this room. And, and as we go through it, that it, it actually did. In fact, you took it from a small child to the adults. So there was, a time, there was a time span, which is actually very difficult to do over the space of, of whatever, 45, 60 seconds. But we actually bought it because if, if I were to l criticize it in a literary way, I would maybe say, start at the end and find it and, and bring it, but I'm, I'm not gonna do that because it was so heartfelt that it was just beautiful. I, I, I just think that this is just so gorgeous. So I'm just gonna choose somebody, you. Yeah, you've got eye contact. Eye contact, don't make eye contact. Okay, so where is it? Oh. Oh, you took it. <laughs> Beautiful story. Tell right. us your name, tell us the object, and go for it. All right, so my name is Mzwandi Dengumalo. Um, I have this right here. The Afrocomb. Yes, the Afrocomb. I call her Queen Afrozania the Fourth. <laughs> the Fourth. You can't make this shit up, guys. 
So, Queen Afrozania the fourth was born was born to spread awareness of love to others and uh, to herself and others through the spirit of Ubuntu. Uh, she left. She left her. Pre, uh, she left a place of re, uh, of residence to find a, uh, to find solace, understanding, and strength to control her superpower. So, while she was uh, while she was in the mountains trying to understand all of this, suddenly the war happened in her village. Wow. To start before, huh? Oh, it happened to start before. Sorry. Suddenly, war happened back in her village before she had anticipated and mastered her superpower of Ubuntu. She had to come between the... Okay, this is when you said we should wrap it up. She had to come between... <laughs> uh, she, had to, she had to come between the clashing forces and ended the war. Uh, she, realized, uh, she realized that you can't be taught what... You can't be taught in isolation what you already have in you. Just remember. Wow. Okay, so just like a major applause. <laughs> What's very interesting about, about that is that that's epic, China. That's like a 65-chapter monster. And, and, and what that can be for you is a starting point for writing a bigger story. That's almost like a storyline rather than an actual story, which is a beautiful thing, but you could take that further. So you used like really big, like when war came to a village, well, what did it smell like? What did, you can't in, in the space of time, but you've actually now got scenario, 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 which in radio, by the way, is, is best not to do in the space of 30 seconds, but you, you've actually got the, the bare bones of a very epic story. And if, for your superpower to be Ubuntu, whoa. Because it is a superpower, and, and, and if that, did that touch you guys? Do you know what Ubuntu is? Do you have it in Nigeria? It's an African word now. Just checking. Just checking. It's no more, it's not South Africa, it's Africa. Thank you. Okay, so we, we exported something of value. <laughs> Go next. Okay, and then, and then we'll take a break and come back, and this is beautiful. Okay, um... <laughs> Um, my name is Kaunun Gosi and um, I called myself Nunu and Aww. I'm six years old. So here is my object. Oh, sorry. This object is very expensive vase. <laughs> Jug, what's So well, I, I call her Buntlejotlaho, which is yeah, beauty that you're born with. Um, yes. How she lived, how Buntle lived. I am very happy today because I saw Mama washing Buntle. <laughs> Why? Because I know we have special visitors coming and we have ginger beer because every time it's washed and nicely cleaned, it's a party. Musmama is putting Bunte in a plastic. Alright, so now the door opens and then the next door lady comes in and smiles, paying mama. Bunte is gone. Jumbo say. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay. Apart from the words, the way that you presented, did you see how that came alive? And even if we didn't understand every word, we understood the, the, the soul of it. It was Nunu. Oh, sweet little Nunu. Listen, if it, who needs to go to the toilet? Put up your hands. Because we really don't have to break this. If you need to go, go piss and come back. 
because it's a double session. I, I assume that you're all going to stay. If you really need to go, if you're really having a horrible time, go next door to the statistics department. <laughs> but I think, I think in a way, and the reason for the circle is to keep the circle unbroken. And I'd love to do little kids' games with you. You're going next. <laughs> because Ubuntu man. That was beautiful, Nunu. Um, a beautiful story. Write it. Write more memories from your childhood. They're beautiful. So what I try to do is to attempt uh, a commercial. Uh, <laughs> of uh, course you did. <laughs> um, so this is what I got, and I named uh, I named it uh, or named him Lolihe. Um, it means love lives here. It's just an Aww. I just made up an acronym. Love lives here. Just it's a heart. And then I was figuring what to do with it, so I figured, okay, it will be. Lolihe is a boy who is, say, about seven years old. How old are you again? Seven in, years old. How, are you seven too? Yes. In the, okay. So, uh, and then it's a little bit technical, uh, but radio commercial. And uh, so it starts out with the boy in his boyish voice, but then ends with a commanding voice. But the idea is to appeal to an emotional uh, set of customers to grow rolling out, um, opening up, joining this business, so you know the business and that. So it, you hear the boy go, let me try to sound like a seven-year-old. Okay, now just read it. I am Lolihe. Growing up in my township of Alex, I was taught that the heart is where love lives. Your treasure is in the heart. We love you. You are always in our heart. FNB. Love lives here. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the idea is to see if we can appeal to an emotional side of uh, people who grew up in townships to open more bank accounts in, a, in the city of I'm going to sit down. You carry on running the session. It, it, that was a beaut that it, it, it was because... FN, did FNB... Okay, so did FNB take you by surprise? Because it, it, in a way, if, if love lives here was their payoff that the line, idea. that would be a brilliant payoff line. For that them. was the idea. So the does credit lives here. <laughs> 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 but actually, you, you know, I mean, that, there's... We've only just begun to live. Do you remember that song? That was written for a bank mm. of a honeymoon couple. And, and then it became a pop song. The other We're way not around. selling banking, just selling emotion. But you're selling Connection. the emotion. Yeah. I, I, I'm just a bit taken aback because if I said to you, what would you put the product in for you? You could put something, but actually what you have managed to do is take a brand and take an emotion. But I th personally think that the story transcends the brand. Lulile. Lulile. Love Lo lives love here. Lives like hello, love. Yeah, no, no, no. You should consider Gigi. going into advertising. <laughs> did it touch, did the story touch you? Okay, it didn't have a... What, what, so did they go from... So, so the they treatment the would be boy. so that you would start with a kid's voice and lead to an adult's voice, which is a very creative way. So you'd have to like have seven actors yeah. sort of reading the same line. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, yeah, I think you want to go. Yes. Remember, you can't go twice, so don't, so don't try and sneak into the queue. <laughs> A beautiful and very clever. The uh, only thing I would say to you about FNB is that a seven-year-old wouldn't think of it. So you just like jumped out of the seven-year-old. But hey, you're just very precocious. Okay. Okay. It's a very short story. But I chose the name Punza because that's what my mom calls me. 
But my name is Ipeling. What does Ponsa mean? It's just like Nana. Okay. <laughs> um, what I have here is a Rubik's Cube, and I called it a learning block. I was eight years old, and I, I, I was eight years old with an older brother and sister, and I wanted to learn how to complete a Rubik's Cube, seeing that all my siblings could. I'd nag my brother every day. Instead, he would take the time to teach me how to pronounce the letter R properly. Now I can say R instead of R, but I still don't know how to complete the Rubik's Cube. Very clever. Very clever. So that's the use of analogy, right? So one thing represents another thing, which is what I love about sort of just throwing you all into your child mind and you've learned how to pronounce your R's. Did you, did you speak like that as a kid? I spoke all the time, and he was like, this first, before this. He never got to the Rubik's Cube. So if cube. you take that magic Rubik's Cube now, you could actually kind of learn more things from it, right? So, so if you were dealing with little kids, you could actually make this the magic Rubik's Cube. The learning, which, and learning is magic, right? Definitely. That was very Ponsa, that was so cute, man. <laughs> Let's have when. Kamunati. But I don't know what your name is in, in the room. Get up to that mic. My story Into the middle. is touching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm Unati now. But I chose the name Barry because I used to be I used to be called a little bear when I was a kid. Aw, you see, aw. What I got was this button here. I'm not sure if you can see it. It's got a little... It's an old Versace button. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. Um, oh yeah, so I gave that the story, I gave that the name Hermes. And this is from when I was, it's kind of like a five-year-old's view of a five-year-old button. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Hermes and live in Olympus with the gods. I heard them complaining to each other one day. The Greek gods were angry that the humans lived in filth. They, li they had rivers and lakes, but they didn't use them. Instead, they rubbed leaves and berries on them. So God sent down Hermes, me, to, burn to, <laughs> uh, to, buy, to get a huge rain cloud and sprinkle it with all different kinds of scents. So I got some strawberries. I got some... I got some What's this? I can't read my own handwriting, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got Take some, two. <laughs> I got some strawberries and I got some oranges and apples and sprinkled them all over the cloud and let it rain all over the humans. They all danced in the rain and embraced the smell. I also went down and partied with them. The next day we all woke up and we were all sticky. Thanks. Aww. That's very nice. Can we have some... So you see, what, what, what Unati did now was he didn't use the... the he, he used it as inspiration rather than as a character in the story, which is also another way of looking at it. So they talk about... You talk about stories. That was a metaphor, right? If you would then take it into... And therefore, in our brand strategy, we would actually bring rain to the customers. You could, you could then, if you know, in other words, earth it if you had to, but you didn't have to. You got all your facts wrong, which is fantastic. I mean, Hermes was actually not the rain god, it was Zeus, but it, does it matter? <laughs> no. Did you, and, yes, talk. 
not like because the thing is, I don't know if it was, but like to me, in my mind, it was it was very clever. Um, yeah, I was asking if the the Greek reference was, was deliberate because if it was, it was very clever because of the button is a Versace button and the logo is Medusa and Medusa is a Greek mythology god. So, see, si. yes. <laughs> so actually, the the brand is embedded. We, we're not talking brands today, guys. We're talking storytelling. But that was it was a very clever metaphor again. Or you took the metaphor and then you made it your own. It wasn't Hermes, it was Medusa, but actually, I didn't know it was Versace. I didn't know my granny had such expensive tastes. <laughs> but it was a beautiful story, and they talk about a, a lot of times when you do like corporate things where you ask people to write the story of their, their brand narrative, they'll give you these ancient folk tales and stuff like that, but it actually, if it doesn't ground itself into some kind of humanity, you're, you're left want, wanting. But I think everybody, particularly because it was such a good metaphor, I think we all had a different impression of what the story was, as opposed to Nunu over here, who just you know told you this this little slice of life. So there are many, 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 many ways. And so now that you've spoken, oh, you've done your thing. Hey, have you done your thing? Have you done your thing? Where's your thing? Yeah, no, 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 no. And 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 what's okay? So and this is name, rank, serial number. Now I'm asking myself, why did I speak? Uh, I know. Uh, please don't be afraid to speak up. <laughs> You'll be next. <laughs> um, hey guys, I've named mine. It's a sun-looking thingy. It's, it's a light bulb. Um, I called it Lucano. Um, it means light in Kosa. You see, you see. So the Kosa Brigade loved it. <laughs> and the rest of us was, huh? So here's the story of Lucanio. I'm a seven-year-old, by the way, and my name is Lida. And here's my story of Lucanio. For every kid my age that is seven, school is generally annoying to go to. The most annoying part is the morning when you have to wake up and separate from your parents. Oddly enough, for me, that is the best day of, that is the best time of the day, and that is because. My transport to school plays my favorite radio show on my way to school. And for some reason, this is the only time of the day where I get to daydream and escape my reality into the imaginary world. To help me through this world, I gaze into Lucanio's eyes. And as we listen to the radio, for some reason, the trips to school become shorter. And I always can't wait to come back um, on our way to school. And so that we can go on this journey again. Lucanio brings light into my world and he helps me daydream about my dream of being on radio. Aww. I would say that was taking the brief. <laughs> Literally. Could you hear that being read on radio? How, 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 where did you imagine that to be taking place? Um, I, I, well, it's a personal story to me because when I was seven, that's exactly what happened. Um, uh -huh. I used to daydream about being on radio through because of my transport used to play the radio. Okay, so uh, so uh, so yeah. Lucanio in this is also like metaphoric because um, I used to look at the sun as we're driving to to school. I th so in other words, the story could be expanded because uh, just pose for me because I can get you with your. So, so and, and did you choose, when you chose that, did it spark something in you? 
when you chose a little light bulb. It did, it did, because I thought of the sun, and then I referred back to the story. And it had something to do with radio, which is... <laughs> has anybody else got anything about radio in their stories? Good. <laughs> okay, so you actually win first prize, which is a light bulb. No, it's, it's a... Bu it's a <laughs> I'm just taking... But, but can, you, can you also see how the, the, the theme is happening, that if you come from the child mind, it actually has an authenticity to it. If I said to you, oh, um, it's a net bank ad, write a net bank ad. You can, do, you can go to, I don't know, Vits to find out about that. But actually what you did was you connected with something in yourself. And I'm not, are, who, who, are there writers in the room? You're a writer, aren't you? Yeah, I can see. So if, but, but if you are a writer, you, would, you, you, you enter into that space and you can. You said you're not a storyteller. You are. You are a storyteller. She. Oh, that's little Nunu. Get off the phone. Let's do, let's do you. Let's do you. You do you, honey. Can't remember the last time okay. I heard that. Remember to... <laughs> let's go. Please enter the room and also you present it beautifully. Come into the room because I'm sitting on your chair. Yep. Tell the room. Okay, I'm just going to stand here, otherwise I'm turning my back on those people. Uh, originally, I started uh, writing in Afrikaans, but uh, seeing that it's the language of the enemy, I will translate as I go along. <laughs> you know what? Can, is it in Afrikaans now? Uh, I wrote it mixed. So okay, actually, read it exactly as you've written it, and the enemy will forgive you for the moment. <laughs> Uh, all right, so my name that I chose is Pope Ros. You can hear the hard R in Afrikaans. Uh, that's what my dad still calls me. I have no idea what it is, neither does he, uh, but apparently it's a thing. And this was my object. I don't know. I'll take it around. I didn't even actually look at the entire Pencil. thing because what caught my eye was the... Zebra, so that's what the story is about. Ek kan nie verstaan hoe kom ek nooit mag saam gaan nie. Hy is net vijf jaar ouder as ek en hy mag gaan jaag. Suddenly, I hear a noise. Yeah, it's super bilingual because don't I'm Don't explain it, don't apologize for it, we'll talk about it afterwards. Gaan aan. <laughs> Suddenly, I heard... Sound effect. Is it? Stop heckling. Is it a, is it a horse? Or, or, or not? It sounds like a horse. Kind of looks like a horse. My one that's been typixed. Bobby! I thought I told you to stay at home. But take door. There's a fancy donkey. Of a tip expert. <laughs> nee, genius. This is zebra. That's a zebra. This, this is a fancy part. <laughs> That's it. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, so, so just for the sake of the non-enemies, can, can, can that because I don't know if you saw that because Ekprat Subiki and I become a different character. Did you see? Did you see her come alive with that mother tongue thing? It's like V S Y China. 
so, so just for, for the sake of the non-enemies, just translate, or just go through that first paragraph again for, for the Nairobi yeah. chap. Uh, it was basically, um, uh, I'm seven years old, by the way. Uh, why am I not allowed to go along? He's like only five years older than me, and he's allowed to go hunting. Now say that in Afrikaans again. Just, oh, just, 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 back do, again. The, just do it again for, for the sake of performance. Ek kan nie verstaan ook, maar ek nie mag saam gaan jy. Hy is vijf jaar ouwer as ek, maar hy mag gaan jy. Kan jy sien? Kan jy sien wat die moeder tal doen? And, and by the way, there are no enemies anymore. So you're not responsible for the great... And Afrikaners get aggressive when talking about hunting, so... <laughs> that might have been the problem. Is it Are you finished? Uh, Sorry, did we interrupt you? No, no, you asked me to translate, no, okay. so... Are you finished? Well, that was the first sentence. You want no, to translate no, 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 okay. no, no. Hey, we got the gist, right? A tip expert. Okay, who knows what tipex is? Okay, does anybody not know it? That's a very clever way to describe a zebra. A tip expert. It's going to be a tip expert forever. And what I, lo- what I got out of that was a lot of personal experience that was actually then transferred into the object. It didn't have... So, so, but I mean, this is not a horse. This is a pencil with a drawing of a horse. So that's how you can go move from from literal to your imagination. It was beautiful. Thank you. Can can you hold it for a pose? Anybody else want to say anything about that story? Because you can, just like yay or boo or cuck or. <laughs> Cute. Man. That is the only way the stem is supposed to be used in the new South Africa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's the new, new lyrics, eh? And beautifully presented. Speaker? Have they muted you already? One, 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 one. Oh, that's right. I... No, okay. So I'm Francisca. Um, I'm six, yeah. And I call it my, oh, yeah. I have a pineapple here. And pineapple. it's called Annie. She loved it. As it stood on her little table next to her bed, golden and shiny with its little tips. Whenever she felt bad, Annie reminded her of the holiday on Hawaii with mom and dad. But now the little pineapple is gone. And with Annie, all of the memories. Mom sold it before Christmas. Aww. Mm-hmm. Very good. Do you, so the, the element of suspense, it started off in the ordinary world, if you want to call it that, and then disaster struck, however small. These events that happen in stories don't have to be, and then the whole world blew up. Your mother sold your favorite toy. Did it really happen? Okay, but I believe, did you believe her? Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Give me back the pineapple. That was great. Okay, let's do a boy. Let's do a boy. Hi, everyone. Um, so I got the Leaning Tower of Pisa, I think. Uh, <laughs> Um, so most trees are strong and beautiful and upright. Uh, uh, get up. Okay. Present to the room, please. Most trees are strong, beautiful and upright. 
but not this tree. I call her Lena the tree. <laughs> Lena the tree, she didn't produce any tree. She wasn't strong and upright, but she was beautiful to look at. That's the end. So, okay. actually, essentially, it's not like any other building. It doesn't really have normal uses, but it's beautiful to look at, and it's just unique. Okay. Uh, short story. Fit in a tweet. And, and, and it is also... <laughs> no, that's good. It, it, it is a metaphor, because this ain't no tree, honey. It's a leaning bu building. So you've, you've brought the metaphor. Why was it so short? Just curious. Because you were doing a tweet. When things are unique or not like the rest of the other things, they're not really easy to understand. So it's okay. just beautiful to look at. So in other words, it's a mystery, yeah? Yes, yes. That's, that, that, that works for me. That works for me. You have a comment. Go for it. Um, I just wanted to say when he said um, she was leaning, describing how she was, it, it made me nervous as to what was coming next and then put me at, e at ease when he said... Um, but she was beautiful to look at. It kind of gave me that... That's, that's what suspense does. It's like it builds you up and then it breaks you down. And it builds you up. I mean, if you look at a storyline kind of wave. So, so was there a certain anxiety in... Why am I using two microphones? <laughs> <laughs> and now that a woman has given her input, I feel like that story could be anything. Like it could be about any any struggles about any insecurities that yes. people have especially like when i think about it like she could not produce so it could be about giving birth um yeah I think that's that very cool. clever because then then the metaphor works i was actually just going to say before you said that it's very interesting when you're in in a prepubescent state that it's not really a boy's story or a girl's story. It's just a child's story. I don't know yeah. if gender gets kind of mixed up when our hormones all go crazy. <laughs> but it's interesting. And again, once again, the metaphor lets people think of things in different ways rather than just the way that you want it. And I wanted to just... I'm just going to tell you this before we do the next person. Um, it's one of those, like, acronym new-agey things, but it's very interesting. It speaks about that as a storyteller can write this down, I can show it to you later. Your soul gives inspiration. These are the four eyes. Your soul, if it's a soul story, it gives you inspiration. If it's a mind, it gives you imagination. If it's a heart, it gives you intuition. And if it's in your body, it gives you innovation. Which is quite nice. I, got, I, got this, I ripped this off another storyteller. I just thought it was really good. It's all also kind of um, very, like, shooby doo -wah. But inspiration, imagination intuition, innovation. Uh, if we would sit and analyze more, some of these stories have two out of three, some have four out of three. Your, your one, you use the body, you use the mind, you use the heart, you use the soul, and of course it's Madiba, so, you know, enemy, get the god. It, 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 it had all of those qualities, and that's where this aww, that we all do, the American aww, so it, but, it, but we felt it in the heart. And even if you didn't understand it, I didn't understand your story all that well, but I felt it, and I wasn't quite sure why I felt it, but, and you, you expressed that very well. So, who's next? Let's get a volunteer. Because I want to get through us all, and we have about another 25 minutes. Um, I got the little beaded Nebulet doll. Um, my name is Mabulelo, which is what my uh, grandmother calls uh, me. 
I want you to also be, be able to just present. I mean, I'm not judging I your presentation skills, but it's just better if you can <laughs> be beautiful. Okay. So my name is Mabulelo, which was what my grandmother calls me now, which means a person that talks too much. And then <laughs> I called um, the little doll Mahrita, which is her name, which is actually Margaret, but they called her Mahrita. Um, I'm five years old. I jumped today. It was fun. Jumping on my bed is always fun. Gaga's outside. That's why she can't stop me from having fun. She has a funny picture on my wall. I don't look like the picture. And the picture doesn't look like me. It's not me. And I hate it because at night when I try to sleep, the big mama in the picture is always looking at me. I was having fun jumping. And by accident, I hit the picture. The picture hit the ground and broke. The glass sounded like every time I wash the dishes and the teaspoons fall on the ground. I stopped having fun. Gogo came in the house ready to shout at me. She saw what I had done and I was already crying, so she couldn't even shout. I didn't want to be in trouble, but she didn't shout. Gogo, why aren't you shouting? She turned around, fetched her paper, and we cleaned it up. She said to me, that big mama was scary anyway. In the morning, she took me to the market and let me pick out a new picture because it was in my room. It looked like what Gogo, call, what Gogo calls Africa, but it had beads everywhere. So I knew that when I jumped on my bed, it would never break. Excellent. <laughs> How well told. What was your first line again? You're just your first line? I jumped today. It was fun. I jumped today. It could be anything, and then you took us on that journey. Lovely sound effects could be gone with that. And I, I felt it. I felt it as a as a as a living story. Obviously, you are a writer as well, and a lawyer, and a radio floozy. It was beautifully written and beautifully rounded. It had a beginning, middle, and end. This is no shade on anybody else. It just, but that that was that was actually a fully realized short story. And I jumped today, and, and I saw that five-year-old. Did, did, you, did you feel it as coming out of the child mind? I jumped today. I think we was, all go home, all go home and jump on your beds, please. <laughs> and any divorces, come see me. It was, Don't it was break beautiful. Any pictures. And what was interesting was that this, the, 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 the character, if you like, was the end of the story. This was the solution of the story. So, so, so the picture on the wall, was it a picture of you? Or was it a picture of someone else that you thought you know was those you? pictures in African households with the lady mm. grab holding the baby? Or, so we had one mm. of those pictures growing Childish up. Childish Gambino. <laughs> so we had one of those pictures growing up. This is a true story, actually. And I broke the picture. So now the, the thing I picked out, I, I was around six. It's still in my room, hanging. Same. It's mm. Africa, but it's got beads covered. And I think it was made of mud or something. And again, if I would have just said to you, pick an object from your child and write a story in 10 minutes, you would have gone, I'm going into the other meeting. So, so it actually did connect something into that child mind. It was a beautiful story, a beautiful story, and now I'm going to pick on you. There's no right or wrong, hey, in storytelling. Just if it comes from the heart and you're presenting it from the heart, this is like a short story collection, we should publish it. Hi, everyone. Hmm. Um, I'm eight. And uh, I got a, a club. Granny's club. And I call the club Wami, and my name is Wake. The club is mine, and I'm his. 
When I saw Lucy coming into the room already dressed and looking around, I hoped and prayed that she's looking for me, as it has been a long summer and I was missing her. Lovely, thin, long hands. If I could move, I could. If I could talk, I would have shouted, I am here! If I could run and jump, I could have done that. She came closer and said, There you are, my lovely Wami. It's cold outside, and I am not going without you. When she put her hands in me, I said, This is what I was made for. Brilliant. That's, that is brilliant. I'd probably say around eight or nine, it, because it, it somehow has an erotic charge. I don't know. What, was it just me? <laughs> but that was, that was like, I mean, analogy meets metaphor meets reality. Well, what inspired you to write that? Uh, Put the mic on. When I looked at the glove, um, what I thought was the glove is part of you. You, you put it on you, it mm. becomes part of you. That's what gave me the, the motivation. So an inanimate object, once again, has become humanized. And I mean, that's why we, they say mankind is a storytelling animal. I can't tell the story of this blind unless I engage already inanimate object, but you've turned... That's why... It, it's interesting. No, I want the glove back. <laughs> <laughs> And, and in fact, it's ironic because my grandmother was like this size, so nobody, it's like Cinderella, nobody can actually put the glove on. It's like, you know, those pants that you can't quite get over your hips. Beautiful story. And I also encourage you all, if this has opened up something in your own creative mind, take it further. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Go on then. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. I, say, say I the thought mark. you were going to talk about this Prince Charming that is yours and you were his. And, and, and then all of a sudden, he mutated into a she. And all of a sudden, she's got hands and long fingers mm, or whatever. Mm. And I thought, hmm. Mm, <laughs> me too. But when she said um, it, it, she found it erotic, I, I think I also took it there until it became what it became. <laughs> yeah, some, someone else? Um, I think when I was listening to your story, I just thought of all the times, you know, when you lose something and you're like, if that thing can just shout and tell me where it is. So as you told that story, I just thought of all the items I've ever lost, just calling back to me, just there saying, I can see she's coming closer, but she's not picking me. So it did bring up some emotions. Which again is to say that it's the storytelling is also about the recipient of the story. And I mean, we haven't got time to go into who's your audience and all of that, but you told it from your heart, and like there's 75 different interpretations of that. And it's interesting that you say it started off as a hymn, because, I'm going to get slaughtered for this, but the spiritual and the physical or the religious and the erotic are not that far apart, really, which is why they make us go to church to forget all that stuff. <laughs> but I, I found it very sexy, actually. I, that's why, I'm not sexy, not sexy, but charged. It was, in, in a sense, ambivalent, if you wanted to make it that, but we can talk more about that later. So let's have the Sunday Times one-armed one man. Sorry, this is a rake. Everyone? Yeah. 
Um, my name is PK. PK. It's difficult with one hand. Do you no, want me to hold? I'm going to hold. No, that's no, fine. I'll, 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 I'll lean over. My name is PK, and I'm eight years old. And so your handwriting shows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a Saturday in summer. My next door neighbour has come over to play. He's my best friend. My brother's there too. He's older than me. He's raking leaves for a punishment that is uh, now long forgotten, and you're about to find out why. Hey, Robbie, says my brother, go into the tool shed. So Robbie did. He said, my boy, watch this. He picks up a stone and loves it at the shed. Oof. Do it too, he said. So I did, and soon 10, 20, 30 rocks had landed on the top of the shed. That little white face shows itself at the window. <laughs> then a stone broke the glass, and Robbie... Um, and Robbie's face grew crimson. And that was the end of my innocence. <laughs> so, the, so, 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 so the brother made you... Made, made me throw rocks at my best friend. Made me throw... Gee, made me throw... Made me... Uh, made me throw rocks at my best friend. One, two. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and that was it. He, true story. True story. And that's what the rake... That's what the rake reminded me of. So the rake isn't in the story. The yes, rake... my brother was raking leaves. Oh, he, oh okay, okay. So he kind of just inserted the raking leaves. Yeah. But, the ra but it actually put you back into yeah. that memory. Indeed. Okay. I like it. I like the sound effect. I it was written weird. <laughs> and I don't think he could read his own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> but, lo but lovely. And, 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 and again, memories create stories. I mean, if we didn't have memories, we wouldn't have any stories. So go back to your memories. You know, when you're sitting there with a brief in the agency and they're going, whatever, you maybe can't bring, you know, your intimacy glove story in. But if you go back into that child mind, you will find it. So I've got about sort of five, ten minutes to wrap this up at the end of 24 minutes. Can just, who hasn't read yet? Oh my God, we better make it snappy. Okay, let's do you. Because I want everybody to share everybody's story, right? We do, hey? We're going to be in here till midnight, if not. All right, context. Um, I call my wig Ariel, so you, so you get why, why it's happening. So, um, I'll take the object round. Um, so, it's a little plate that has three ships on it. I call it the disc of destiny. Um, <laughs> so, my story goes, um, Mother Nature had three daughters. My sister's Princess Stella... Princess Luna, and I, Princess Astrid. Our home is being destroyed by greedy people, so she sent us each on a ship to different um, corners of the world to help save the oceans, animals, and the land. I was sent to Africa, where I made friends with the gentle gray giants of the land, whose tusks were being stolen for just for the sake of jewelry. I shielded, um, mm, sorry. <laughs> I shielded their home with my magic stardust so humans couldn't see them anymore. And so there's still elephants roaming the land to this day. Whoa. So. That was confident. Oh, growing up, I used to watch Kim Possible, Powerpuff Girls, and we took it so further with my friends that we created our own group. It was me and my sister and our next door neighbor. And we had a whole song. We were called Pool Angels. Can you see, this? <laughs> Can you see the little girl coming out in this woman? 
And you see how I didn't understand a lot of it, but it's a myth. It's a myth that you've created. And remember that when I go back to like the stories that we told around the campfires when we were, you know, panting in caves, is that a lot of our stories come out of myth. I mean, the myth of the Superman, as as you did, comes out of it's not Superman in a cape. It's 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 the it's overcoming obstacles and stuff like that. So I think that you need to write an entire children's science fiction. There, there's stuff going on in there that's so deep that I don't know what the hell you've been talking about. But, but again, you know, the stories don't all have to be coherent. But those three ships, did they provoke the memory of, of this power puff? Yeah, because they were three of us. So, um, okay, the our, three. Favorite our favorite show was, uh, what is that show that has the three girls? The one wears a yellow suit. No, not Winks. Totally. Tony Spies, yes. So there was a show called Totally Spies, and we were each a character. Okay. And they were going out into the world, fighting bad guys and all of that. So I imagined solving an actual problem like poachers. That's a whole TV series. <laughs> and, and, the th and the thing, that's a, wonderful, that's a wonderful thing, because there are only kind of seven stories in the world. Um, I'll, I'll put this up on the site so that you can read it all. You don't have to look at the PowerPoint. But it's very interesting that you've chosen adventure, and the three of you. And I mean, three is a magical number, etc. We can go on for hours. Have you done your thing yet? Go for it. <laughs> Come, Mr. Mustard Man, get up. <laughs> Ish, is he hip or what? I was thinking all right, I a selfie nice. with this dude. Um, I would have preferred if you were closing your eyes because I'm a radio presenter. Eyes scare me, but ears are the best. So if you could close your eyes, it would you make more sense. Okay, but firstly, show us your thing. This is a shell. Okay. A shell. <laughs> all right. Serve so my story. Do you want us all to close our eyes? Please. Okay. Can we all close our eyes? Very clever. The most adventurous holiday. It's 3 a.m. Wake up. Wake up. My mom is waking us all up. Little does she know, I hardly slept. We are going to Cape Town for the first time. This is a real holiday. Not Polokwani every single year. <laughs> we drove for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I just couldn't wait to get there. On the way, my mother's friend gets into a car accident. The car spins and spins and spins. My father tells us to stay in the car. Stay in the car, Tato. But why, Papa? Stay in the car. <sighs> I stay in the car. Anyway, they get better, and we are off again. I even forgot about the car accident. I just couldn't wait to get there. Upon our arrival, my mother yells, Helena, you are too excited. <laughs> my sister runs, and she falls. Fractures her elbow. Uh-oh. Now we are forced to go to a hospital. We get to the hospital and they put a bandage around her arm. And guess what? She's not allowed to go to the sea. So there we were, me and my sister, getting shells for her. And so I decided that from today, it wasn't just an adventure. It was a shell venture. And yes, the reason hell is in shell because that was one hell of an adventure. So what was your most uh, rememberable holiday? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Like, whoa. Okay. 100% for originality. And, 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 and did you, because you closed your eyes, theater of the mind, theater of the mind, theater of the mind, which all of our stories were, but you made us do it. 
the Shell Adventure. What did you call it? Shell Venture. Is it based? Is it based on a true story? Microphone, <laughs> microphone. To tell us. Oh yeah, so it was our first time going to Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they they turned around. <laughs> we kept going. <laughs> so I'm not going to Polokwane again. I'm not <laughs> Polokwane, no. Hmm? Sound effects. Somebody wanted to say the sound effects. Are, are you in radio? I can. I, I mean, you're a presenter, so I can't teach you nothing. My work is done. But but really, you use the object. You use the memory. You use the sound effects. You use you use the voices. You use the episodes. You could probably expand it to. And then, you know, there was this huge cry and had she fractured her arm. Chapter two. She couldn't go into see chapter three. Are we still going? But it was it was magnificent. Um, Hermes man wants to ask a question. No, I was going to say that would actually make a brilliant ad for Shell, the garage company, <laughs> the Shell Venture. True, true, true. Speak to the Nigerian. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Okay, then you you must go with those with those earrings. You have to go. Okay, cool. Um, all right, my name is Mikey. Um, I'm nine years old, um, and my name is still Mikey to this day. By the way. All right. Um, I don't understand dreams. Um, I never have. I know that some people do, but I don't. Object. Oh, sorry. The object is a shiny little egg, which I'm calling, for the sake of the story, the Dream Reaper. Um, I don't understand dreams. Um, I know that some people do. My mother does, for example. She, she tells me what my dreams mean sometimes. Um, and sometimes I disagree with her, but, uh, but she's my mom and she knows everything, so she must be right. Um, but last night, I had a dream so real that I actually felt as though I was part of what was going on in my own head. And it felt real because I could touch things and I could taste things and I could feel things and I could uh, breathe the air around me. Um, and uh, I dreamt about a magic little egg. It's shiny, it's onyx, and uh, it has the magic ability to make the person who's holding it tell the truth 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And not just a small amount of the truth, like we do, the full truth, 100% of the time. But this was where my dream turned into a nightmare. I was trapped in a room with the girl that I like holding the egg. What happened next? You can't, you can't leave us like that. Brilliant. I don't even know what you're talking about. What language was that in? It was. And, and did you see that he didn't actually read a single word? You, you actually just, you had it all in your head. I mean, I hardly saw you looking at the page. Okay, that's good. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that therapy. But it, 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 <laughs> no, it was just so, it was so animated and, and, and like, what the hell? Well, please tell me what happened next. No, you're not going to tell me? That's okay. Exactly. Exactly. So John Hunt from Hunt, the Hunt the Scarist Man, always spoke in advertising, and we never do. Is that, and particularly radio peeps, is that you create the circle up to there, and the listener closes the circle. And if the listener closes the circle, even by going, "What the fuck happened?" then they're engaged. So, so it's a it's a brilliant tactic to actually leave it on on a note of suspense. Because I finish the story, you finish the story. Cadillac for you, Cadillac for you. Who? You, d you, you didn't go yet? Yeah. Come along. Come, because we've got 15 minutes. 
and everybody has to have a go. And can you, from, from that one little instruction and that one little thing, can you see the range and variety of stories? I've actually hired a whole lot of storytellers here. They're planted in the audience. But, you, but that's... You, what do you do on radio? I'm a programmer. Well, don't give up your day job. <laughs> it was beautiful. Okay, my sweetie. Um, is it on? Oh, okay. Um, so this is my little thingy. Uh, it's a little bowlish, but um, it reminded me of the brass that my mom, my grandmother used to keep. Um, so the, ga- the name I gave myself is I'm the girl. <laughs> yeah, because I used to be a young papering young girl, so I'm the girl. And uh, that's actually the brass bish, and you will understand why she is the brass bish. Um, uh, I sat in the dining room couch praying with the frills of my dress on a Sunday morning. I look up uh, to the room divider and see all of the brass. Today is the day I have to polish the brass. Maybe if I take it out and hide it, then Mama won't see it and I won't have to polish it. So I slowly open the room divider, trying not to make it make a noise. I take out the brass and there she comes. Pamsi! Weta! Oh, Mama, I'm tired. Where we come from? Tamsi! I decided to make a run for it. This is the only thing I could do at this point. I ran and ran and ran. And all of a sudden, I look back, and my grandmother has turned into a Kenyan runner. <laughs> the last thing I heard was... <laughs> Okay, and my ears rang for about an hour. I sat there on my grandmother's bed, <laughs> polishing the bras, thinking, this bras bitch, this is the reason why I got the beating of my life. Oh no, fantastic. And the moral of the story is? Don't lie to your grandma. Don't lie to your grandma. Okay, beautiful, beautifully read, beautifully acted out. And, you're, and, and the surprise, the, there's also, a lot of you have done that, I ran and ran and ran. It actually has a, it has a kind of a rhythmic effect again back into the child mind. I ran and ran. It's like I ran and then I jumped and then I, you, you ran and ran and ran. And then behind you, the grandmother turned into a runner. That was very surprising. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Wena. It was lovely. Oh, God. So this is my object. <coughs> this is... Um, a bunch of Hindu elephant goddesses, very sacred to many Presbyterians. It was a joke. <laughs> elephant worship. Okay. Where's your thing? So I gave it the name gold because I'm a six-year-old and I only identify things through color. So I just said, gave it the name gold. <coughs> I forgot my spending money on top of my bed. On my way to school, I picked up a gold thing that looked like it cost a lot of money. I then took it to Naidu, who my dad usually sells old goods to. So I've got another eight minutes. He then gave me 20 rand. On my way back from school, my best friend uh, said he dropped his mother's fancy gold object. Do I tell him what I did? And that's how it is. Comments from the floor. Okay. Who hasn't gone? Okay, because I've got to wrap it up. And I've got pod meat, apparently. So um, I don't know what to do. 
do you mind not going? Do you want to go? Go, go, do you mind not going? You know what? Just make it snappy. Okay. Okay, we, we're just gonna. Okay, now. Okay, because okay, I, I, okay, right, just do it. I'll be quick. Okay, hi everyone. Um, my name's Ntabeleng. In the story, my name is Amani. I'm six. That's my niece's name. So I called this object Bigfoot, right? At first, when I picked it up, I wasn't too sure what it was, and then I opened it up and it had the black powder in it that stained my hand. Okay. <clears throat> no, I'm gonna put it down. It's my first day in grade one. Our classroom smells like crayons. Oh look, there's my mommy standing in front. This girl next to me has really long hair. I wonder what her name is. Maybe she'll be my friend. I wonder who her mommy is. Oh no, I hope she doesn't look at my shoes. They are really big. I don't know why mommy said we must buy size five. She knows I'm size three. Just look at them. Oh no, there's polish stain on my socks. Mommy's definitely going to shout. Oh well, at least my shoes are shiny. Teacher says we're going to play outside. Oh, but my shoes are too big. I hope we get to take them off because I really don't want to trip. But I know one day my shoes will fit. Oh my Jesus. Okay, we're not stopping till everyone's gone. We're just actually not. That was gorgeous. Just shout out your stuff. That, how old were you? Six. You see? And the, the three and the five, and who knows how to so count it? Just out. go for it because they're okay. going to kick us out right now, and then I've got to just tell you what the wrap-up of this is. Okay, well, I never finished my story anyway. Good. So this is Easter Island. It I'm, isn't, but anyway, I'm, that's for yeah, you, it, it is. is. It is to an eight-year-old Sasha. Cool. And this is my magic token that makes me feel brave when I am feeling not so great. So this is Ellie from Easter Island, and Ellie feels so bad about herself because all she's got is a big nose and no eyes and no mouth. So she feels terrible about herself, but then she actually realizes that Ellie has got a very important function on Easter Island. Ellie and her family, who are all looking like her, are the protectors of the Easter Bunny. <laughs> so they've got these big noses so that they can smell people coming across the sea from far away. And when they come, they're magical fairies on the island that turn them into these big, big, humongous statues. And the, the trespassers are too scared to come and steal the Easter Bunny's eggs. So whenever I'm feeling bad about myself, I always look at Ellie with her big nose and no eyes. And I realize that there's more inside of me than what people see on the outside. Oh, you see, that's the moral of the story. And I know, I know you're waiting for podcasts. We've got two more people, 30 more seconds, and then the, the finale, the grand climax. Who is still? There are two of you to go still. One, two, three, shit. Okay, do it. So he'll, you'll forgive me. You'll start it two minutes late. I'm begging you. <laughs> okay, so... Um... Correct. Okay, we'll be podcasting this because we've got stories, China. Okay, go for it. Okay, cool. So, um, my object is like a little case that opens and it's got a little bit of space in it. And you'll know why that makes sense by the end. And I'll name myself at the end as well. So, my mom gave me a sweet. Not just any sweet. This one came in a cute little case. And she said, I should carry this case everywhere I go. 
and remember that each time I look at it, I should spread sweetness, Aww. love, and light, just like she did when she put the sweet inside. And that's what I do every day. I call my case after myself, Kanya, a six-year-old, and my name means light. Thank you. Okay. Metaphor, analogy, suspense, go for it. And then I'll give you, and who else? Is there anyone else who hasn't read? Okay, good, I'm not going Two. last. Two, okay. Go for <laughs> this three. This is not oh, one shit. going last. <laughs> um, okay, skeleton monster thing. Skeleton monster thing. That's With exactly jewels it. in his eyes. Um, I'm Gregory, age eight, I guess. Um, I, a humble skeleton monster, began to look up to the Argonauts. This was frowned upon by the other skeletons, so they removed my head and placed it on Bad Jonathan's leg bone. He was really big before they cut off his legs. He's less big now. <laughs> One day, the Argonauts did come. Cue generic ancient battle sounds. They let me be, probably because they liked my cool bejeweled eye sockets. Now it's just me, Bad Jonathan, and this geographically non-specific beach. And then generic beach sound effects. Oh, so bloody hell. Don't you hate the English? <laughs> that was so funny. Was that funny? Just, who else, that is just, it, it was funny and it was really... It was like the fish in the bicycle that me know was brilliant. Okay, we, I know they, they're going to kill us. Here, quick. I don't have anything to say it was perfect. And it would have actually been a great radio spot for skeleton, skeleton jewelry. <laughs> it was lovely. Okay. Um, my object is like a rose. Tulip, whatever. Yeah. So I call it um, magic piece. So here um, I have a little girl. Her name is Africa, which happens to be me. So, okay, once upon a time, there was a magical flower which was to bring peace at the land, believed to be a war land. The flower was meant to be kept at King's Palace. It got lost. People got died, and, and, and everyone started to look for that piece of flower, the magical piece. It got picked up by the slave's daughter by the name of Africa. She was just six years. She needed a friend. She felt lonely. She got hold of that piece and she didn't give it to anybody. It helped her calm herself down. She could talk to it and do everything. But people were dying. The end. Oh, okay, that was suspenseful. That was suspenseful. That was dramatic. There's one more. Is there one more person? Is that the only person? We want this person. And then I will tell you the conclusion of this. And the, the, that, that was like, okay. what happened next? For God's sake. Oh, they all died. Okay, the end. <laughs> Sorry, we're having to rush. So here is the little thing. Oh, it's, um, it's the same thing someone else had. Yeah, oh, no, that's bad. Yeah. I have to tell my gogo -go about that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how I got here because I don't even have legs. I love that I'm <laughs> wearing my colorful dress that my mommy made for me. My hair would have been longer, but my mom cut it so that she could put those beads around my head. If I stay here, I will starve. I don't see anything to eat, but I don't have legs. But 
Hitler. I will shout out until someone comes to help me. I need my mother's phone. I need to make a phone call. <laughs> oh, I have my legs. I was just tired. <laughs> but because I'm a princess, I will sit down and raise my legs in the air and then someone will find me. What a way to end. What a way to end. And imagination, imagine, you didn't even have to see this thing and suddenly she grew like, so the last 30 seconds I'm going to tell you. So there's a thing called significant objects. It's on the internet. I'll send you the thing. The point was that all of this crap that was on the table was worth 99 cents. So in this experiment that they did, they took a whole bunch of objects, 100 objects like we've done today that were worth less than a dollar each and then they gave the objects to 100 writers and then they put the writing on eBay. So the, on eBay, these 100 objects were worth like $100. They put the writing on eBay and they sold it for $8,000. Showing the objective value of storytelling infused into an object gives value to the object. Thank you very much, everybody. This was a fantastic time. I need another three hours. Please, can you all give each other a great round of applause? Great story. Oh, you, who had this? Did you do your story? But not, oh, oh, but you just took the money as well? No, like somebody. Okay, did everyone get a turn? No, they didn't. 